Hey there, welcome to Football with Grant Wall. Thanks so much for joining me. Today's interview guests are Brianna Pinto and Nick Mayhew, who've just won election to U.S. Soccer's Athlete Council with three other young soccer figures as part of Next Gen United, a group whose average age is 22. We've had some great guests lately, including Angie and Chris Long, Don Garber and Ted Lasso's Jason Sudeikis and Brendan Hunt. It would be huge for this podcast growth if you could subscribe, recommend us to your friends, and take just a little time to rate and review us in Apple Podcasts. Now, here's my interview with Brianna Pinto and Nick Mayhew. Our next guests are Brianna Pinto and Nick Mayhew who just won election to the U.S. Soccer Federation Athlete Council with three other young soccer figures as part of a group called Next Gen United. Nick, Brianna, congratulations. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. you. I want to start, I I guess, with Brianna first. How did this come together and, and kind of who are you guys? And you seem awfully young. Uh, and like this role that you've gotten with the athlete council is, is is very influential. Could you sort of explain the story? Yeah, for sure. Um, so as everybody can, as everyone knows, um, the soccer world is really, really small. Um, I've had the pleasure of playing with the youth national teams since I was 12 years old, and I've met a lot of uh, great people along the way. So um, during the 20s camps, I met Smith hunter and uh, we talked about like wanting to be involved in the women's game and you know advance our careers off the field as well because that's something we're both passionate about um mikey lopez is another carolina alum i'm currently a junior and i'm majoring in business administration there um and i'm also part of the unc women's soccer team playing for ants and so we have a lot of mutual friends and then um, they know Nick, Nick Mayhew and Matt Freeze, so it, it's really, really cool to see all of us come together because we have um, a different range of, of experiences, and we all have um, a number of great things that we can contribute to the Athlete Council, and I love learning from each and every single one of them every day because um, we are passionate about being involved in um, pulling our friends into the next generation of U.S. soccer, and we hope to represent them in the most um, beneficial way possible. Now, Nick, just before I, I get to you, like for our listeners who who don't know, the Athlete Council is a tremendously powerful part of the U.S. Soccer Federation and actually swung the election for the presidency in 2018 when there were so many different candidates running for office. And I think that, from my observation, that was sort of a moment when people realized how much influence the Athlete Council could have. Um, Could you explain a little about who is allowed to be on the athlete council and then your connection to, to next gen United and, and what, you know, your role is. Well, it's actually funny because Brianna is the only one of us five of the next gen United who's actually voted in an athletes council election before um, the rest of the four of us um, actually had no idea 
what it virtually was, um, who was allowed to vote, you know, any of those details. And Brianna was the only one. And she sort of how she explained it to us was that she saw an email and kind of looked into it maybe a little bit and just took it from there and, and was happy to see the email. And that's before, you know, we took it upon ourselves to educate ourselves about what it was, who they were. Um, that was really all the reach that they, that U.S. Soccer um, necessarily try to gain athletes' attention to um, go ahead and vote. Um, the Athletes' Council is made up of a bunch of um, former players and um, uh, either present or um, alumni. And you, have, you had to have played, I think, Rihanna, of um, the last 10 years. Is that correct? Yeah, no, um, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and then so it's, a, it's more so we're, we want to make it more of a present um, a president, uh, a board, um, you know, just to, and get the, get the younger generations involved, get them interested, educate them, um, much like how we took it upon ourselves to educate ourselves. We wanted to educate them and make it a cool thing to be able to, you know, believe in these things and, and force change um, in the positive direction like we are now. Um, but um, aside from aside from that, me personally, I found out about it through Brianna, through Mikey, Matt and Smith. And, you know, we all have our passionate um, ideologies together that, to be honest, and this is no scripted, nothing like we genuinely care and we're genuinely passionate about the things that, that we speak about. Um, and, you know, if before the election occurred, um, we often got a lot of questions about, you know, what if all five of you get elected? What if, you know, one of you get elected? Will your ideology stay the same? And we all genuinely wholehearted know and believe that if only, you know, if Brianna is the only one that got um, elected, that she would still go out on a limb and speak for the extended national teams, the teams that I play for, um, and the men's team, and then the youth generation um, to come. And so we we just are a night... A, tight-knit group who genuinely believe in, in everything that we speak about. I mean, the average age is 22 years old here, which is something that's both really cool and, and I think gives me, I, I don't want to sound like old man here, but like, you know, hope for the future, you know, and, and it's actually the present now, which um, like, what are some of the cornerstones of sort of your platform that you ran on? Yeah, I'd say diversity inclusion is huge and that's not limited to just race and gender. It also extends toward ability and we feel that we check all those boxes because at the end of the day, the goal of the Athlete Council is to make recommendations to the U.S. Soccer Board of Directors on behalf of all athletes and we want to make sure that their voices and their needs are being heard. Um, and that we can effectively uh, make change and we want to uh, be a voice for the next generation so that they can take the baton earlier on in their careers so that um, they can use this opportunity to be a part of the council to um, create the changes that they haven't seen in the past. So um, I'd say, yeah, that our diversity inclusion, um, mental health support in, in and out of camps uh, to make sure that they're uh, being supported in the best way possible. And then um, establishing a community. Um, we want to know that all the people within the Federation, and I think a great way to do that is by uh, creating an annual event, maybe attached to the AGM um, event each year. And you get to see all the accomplishments of all the teams within the Federation because U.S. soccer is a community and we do believe in one nation, one team. And the way to do that is by fostering the support everybody needs and um, recognizing all the individual achievements of all the wonderful people that represent our Federation. 
another thing is we actually um, we actually made a website um, about for what we stand for and all of our cornerstones, all our ideologies and everything. So everything on our website lists everything that we believe in, what we're campaigning for throughout the election and what we are trying to implement and, you know, be a being helping hand and be, you know, the best resource we can be as the younger generation of the athletes that, you know, the Athletes Council and U.S. Soccer are trying to affect directly. Um, we have all of everything on there on our website. And, you know, coming from the extended national teams, playing for the para-national team, um, I actually found out about the para, the Paralympics as a whole and um, the para, Paralympic national team um, off of Instagram, off of social media posts, just by, you know, word of mouth and just the happen of the chance of seeing that U.S. soccer had reposted something. And that has to change. I mean, there are so many athletes that have reached out to me after they've heard my story and, you know, have and just by word of mouth saying, oh, I just found out about the national team. If I knew about this 10 years ago, it would have completely changed my life. And so many disabled athletes, um, you know, men and women, and um, luckily we're able now to be in a position to where there's going to be a women's um, para-national team. And, you know, just with the extended national team, and that's sort of my expertise um, within the Next Gen United, um, to be able to just have diversity and inclusion and just equality within everything um, under the USF, um, the federation umbrella of all the national teams. I think I had also read, Nick, that you had been influenced by Chris Aaron's um, oh, yeah. who has been on the athlete council and a, and a really influential member for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's actually the, the head of the athletes council now. And um, I've leaned on him more so than anybody else within the council, just because he's an alumni of the para um, seven aside national team. Um, I've spoken to him about his experiences on the team when he was there. Um, and you know, what I really appreciate and I touch on all the time is that he was him and his teammates back then, I feel funny saying back then because it wasn't too long ago, you know, they were they were setting the building blocks to the benefits that I'm able to reap now. You know, the the things that he and and the alumni did back then are, you know, they they were setting the the stepping stones to what I'm able to do now and then I was I'm able to now be able to use my platform hopefully to positively make more change to now set the more building blocks so then the next generation will be able to reap the benefits that I'm not able to now. Um, whether that be financially or, you know, just of general support from U.S. soccer and just the world um, in general within the Paralympics. And he's he's been a huge help. He's been someone I've leaned on for advice. And, you know, just having him there is, and being within the Athletes Council is just a bonus. You know, he's, he's a very good friend. So, Brianna, it's one thing to say that you're running for the Athlete Council and put out a platform. And it was clear that you guys had put time and, and thought and energy into this. But it's another thing to actually win all five spots on the Athlete Council. How did you go about that? How did you strategize for that so that you guys actually got these spots? Yeah, um, Nick touched on it a little bit before, but um, in 2018, I didn't know what the Athlete Council election was all about. Um, I randomly selected athletes that I had recognized and I selected one from each team just to make sure we kind of checked all the boxes, but I didn't feel that um, I had all the resources to make an educated decision on who would best represent the federation. And um, our strategy this way was to involve the younger generation of athletes. And by doing that, we reached 
out to them and said, hey, this is what the Athlete Council does. We want to run. We want to represent you. We want to involve all the younger athletes so that every eligible player who can vote in this election has a say in who's running the federation. And I think in the past, like we haven't had a lot of engagement with uh, youth national team players that were eligible to vote. And this year, we're proud to say that there were the highest number of voters. And I think that definitely helped us secure five spots on the U.S. Soccer Athlete Council. So um, we're really proud of that, and I, we put a lot of time and energy. But again, I can't thank everybody enough for all the support they gave us from um, veterans like Julie Foudy talking with us or um, Alexi Lalas. Like, that's so cool that they openly supported us and um, heard what we had to say and gave us um, the advice we needed to move forward um, because again we don't have all the answers um, but we want to learn along this process and we want to involve everybody that we can because at the end of the day our goal for the U.S. soccer system is to produce the best talent and then to nurture it and we can do that if we put place people in power who are passionate about representing everybody and giving everybody a voice. This episode is brought to you by a streaming service I use that I love. It's called Fanatis with a Z, and you can watch all the action in Spain's La Liga and other international leagues and tournaments live and on demand from your favorite device, whether it's a mobile phone, tablet, or directly on your TV with the Fanatis app. You can also watch the top leagues from France, Brazil, and Argentina, as well as the Copa Libertadores. Fanatis features channels you know, like Be In Sports in English and Spanish, Gold TV, and many more. And it costs as little as $7.99 a month. If you'd like to try Fanatis for yourself, you can get a free week-long trial by clicking on the link in the episode description or going to fntz.co slash grant hyphen fz. One more time, that's fntz.co slash grant hyphen fz. Thank you very much to Fanatis for sponsoring this episode. Fanatis, the world's largest stadium. I want to ask Nick and then Brianna, like what in your personal history have you sort of lived or experienced that sort of helped prepare you for wanting to do this? That's a good question. Um... I mean, I, I was just genuinely interested just because I don't want other athletes in the younger generation to have the experience that I did. I want them to have the resources. I want them to not have to go out on their own. I want them to be able to um, have a funnel league to be able to find out, you know, about the Paris, about the Paralympics um, as a whole. You know, there's so many disabled athletes around the country that don't even know that this existed or people that I've talked to that, um are sort of scared to to ask questions and I want there to not have to be any questions to be asked I want I want us to be able to provide the answers beforehand um, and I just think that it's it's a it's a crucial part of what u s soccer stands for to be able to have the have those questions answered um, for everybody men and women abled or disabled um, of all national teams I think that that's the most important is just the education piece of it all especially with everything that's happened in 2020 education is probably the biggest thing that we'll take from this um, in every walks of life 
And for me personally, I, I didn't find out that the Paralympics even existed until I was 21 years old. And if I knew back when I was 10 years old, then it would completely change my life. And who knows how many years I would have already been playing for the Paris 7 side national team or the position I would have been in if I knew better. But so that's probably the biggest thing is just education. I want to um, be able to have those have those questions answered before they even have to ask them. And so no other athlete under me has to ever go through the experience that I did. Brianna, what sort of in your personal experience has shaped you to even want to do this at such a young age? Yeah, I'd say U.S. soccer has given me every opportunity to be successful on and off the field. And for that, I'm extremely grateful because they've given me life experiences that I'll remember for the rest of my life. Um, I'd say the 2018 um, FIFA Congress was just amazing to be a part of when I was part of the United uh, 2026 bid. Um, it was just so cool to see the inner workings of FIFA and um, how U.S. soccer, the Canada and Mexico's federation all um, collaborated to bring a World Cup home. And that to me is so exciting just to advocate for so many youth athletes who will one day participate in that. And um, and then again, being a part of the Carolina community, there are a number of athletes who have served on uh, the U.S. Soccer Athlete Council from Heather O'Reilly to Megan Klingenberg, uh, Lindsay Tarpley and so on. And uh, they kind of paved the way of what women's soccer looks like in America. And um, I feel like my responsibility is to continue that trail and um, continue giving back to the game that's given me so much. Um, and if I can become involved and learn from people who are in my immediate community, I think that's just such a benefit. And again, I want to pull all of my best friends along and uh, learn with them. And I've just had so much fun uh, speaking with Mikey, Matt, uh, Smith and Nick over the last couple months. And I just can't wait to get started and be involved in U.S. soccer in a new way off the field. We're recording this on Wednesday, December 2nd. Uh, just yesterday, there was a teleconference with the U.S. soccer president, Cindy Parlow, also a UNC alum, um, about a settlement that they had reached with the U.S. women's national team for part of their dispute um, in terms of sort of like non-financial stuff. Um, and Cindy Parlow Cohn uh said that she feels like U.S. soccer as an organization is changing significantly. What are your thoughts on that? Like on, on sort of just, is that happening from your perspective? And, and, um, and how much do you want to see continue to change? Well, first of all, I think it's great that they came to a settlement. And I think there are still steps to um, take going forward. But again, we want U.S. Soccer Federation and the U.S. Soccer teams to be on the same page. Uh, we should support each other and we need to make sure that everybody feels valued within our system so that we can uh, create the most success, I think. And I think Cindy has done a great job uh, managing the system. And I know it's really, really tough on a day-to-day -day basis, but she's just handled it with such grace. And in terms of her comment about U.S. soccer changing, I do believe that it is. And I think it's changing in the best way. 
Uh, we're involving more and more people who want to make U.S. soccer the top of the world and bring a soccer culture to our, our nation. And I think um, we're, we're moving in the right direction. And I love how invested people are in the next generation of athletes and giving them opportunities to be involved at young ages because the earlier you get involved, um, the more you can learn and the more you can uh, implement change. So again, I'm so grateful for everybody who's been involved at the highest ranks of our federation. And I'm glad everybody's trying to get on the same page so that we can ultimately move to where we want to go as a federation. Yeah, Nick, what are your thoughts just on on where U.S. soccer is right now? I mean, this is an organization that went through a pretty cataclysmic situation when the the men's senior national team failed to qualify for the 2018 World Cup. New president comes in. Uh, A lot's happened since then. Obviously, the U.S. got the hosting rights for the 26th World Cup, along with Mexico and Canada. But there, you know, the president resigned earlier this year, you know, and a new one came in. Like, how, where are you right now, Nick, on, on what, where the federation is? I mean, I, I think Brandon uh, hit it very well. I think that we're, I think we're trending forward in a positive direction that we all want to go. And I think that that's, that's necessarily the answer. I think that there are a lot of younger athletes that are becoming more and more involved, you know, whether they're doing a lot of stuff on their own. Um, you know, uh, the women's national team, the men's national team, the, the senior national teams are doing a lot on their own and they've kind of come together to, you know, bring light to a lot of um, situations and issues that um, a lot of athletes were, you know, hesitant to, to speak on or, you know, showcase on the, on the national level. And I think they've done a very good job in doing so. And the biggest thing is, you know, United one team, one or one nation, one team, and that as a family, and that's something that we want to, you know, make more light of, make more um, implement, implement more um, within the federation among all national teams. And I think that they're doing a very good job. Um, and, and, you know, just to tie it all together, I think we're trending and I think Cindy's done a very good job. I think U.S. soccer is just trending in the positive direction, but there's always more to be done and there's always more that we can do um, as a whole federation. So I think that, you know, right now, I think we're going in the positive direction, but there's still so much to do. I, I can say, if, speaking for myself here and how I provide media coverage of things, I can be better about extended national teams and in telling the stories of the people involved and the competitions when they happen. So I'll, I'll promise to do better on, on that front moving forward. Um, in terms of there is an election coming up uh, for U.S. soccer, uh, I think in February at the AGM, um, we saw how much influence the Athlete Council had in the last election um, right now, Cindy Parlo-Cohn has announced that she's running. We, I don't think we've seen anyone announce that they're going to compete against her yet. We'll see if that ends up happening. Have you, now that you've won these positions on the athlete council, have either one of you been sort of politicked or approached by anybody not, who's like trying to lobby you yet? Not necessarily, no. I mean, there, we've there's been general emails, you know, congratulating us and welcoming us to the committee um, and the Athletes Council and U.S. Soccer as a whole in a different political situation rather than athletes. Um, but there hasn't been any um, any lobbying or anything, any persuasive or nothing like that. Um, you know, we're just keeping an open keeping an open mind and you know just trying to educate ourselves now as 
sort of from a politics role of, uh, you know, just kind of talking amongst ourselves, you know, expecting what's going to happen, educating ourselves on what may or may not happen, what people may or may not say. But, you know, it's 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 up to them to do what they want to do to campaign the way that they want to campaign to then be able to, you know, back up what they talk about. And I'm excited to to be a part of it. And Brianna, like from from your perspective, like how often does the council meet? Uh, have you had much of a chance to, to get together with the other members yet? Uh, Chris Aarons is going to do like an intro meeting for all the new um, elects. So we're super excited to, for that. And we want to become integrated within the team as soon as possible. And I think uh, all the other members have so much um, insight to share and we want to learn from them. Uh, and we want to stay connected because at the end of the day, we are a team and we want to uh, make sure that we have the same platform ideas so that we can implement them and work towards them um, over 2021 and beyond. Um, again, like we have a lot to learn, but I think when you bring excitement and passion into an environment where things may become difficult, I think that's how you overcome challenges. And um, I think as athletes, our identities, we're always up for that challenge. And um, we've got a network of people who are going to support us along the way. And we just um, are excited to take on the responsibility of representing everybody within the Federation. Brianna Pinto and Nick Mayhew have just won election to the U.S. Soccer Federation Athlete Council with three other young, energetic soccer figures as part of Next Gen United. Thanks so much for joining me. Good luck. Thanks so much, Grant. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Football with Grant Wall. If you like the podcast, you could do me a big favor and hit that subscribe button and provide a rating and a review. I can't tell you how much that helps. I'd like to thank Brianna Pinto and Nick Mayhew, as well as producer Chris Whittingham. I'm back soon with another interview of someone from the soccer world. Be safe, everyone. See you next time. Mm -hmm.